Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created the show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soul Fire production. What started out as a lighthearted conversation quickly grew into pivotal talk of perspectives shifting and light bulb moments. <laughs> Life moments and announcements can be tricky. We often find ourselves feeling jealous and insecure when a friend has a milestone moment we are desperate for. But in reality, we don't celebrate enough as women. We are hesitant to share the big things the little things, and everything in between. I hope you can hear our various perspectives, sometimes even conflicting, and how we are able to hear one another and celebrate one another despite our differences. So if you're ready to have this conversation, pull up a seat and let's get unfiltered. And if you are ready to dig deeper, to be in community with other women, a place where you can be your real, authentic, raw, vulnerable self, we just opened up our next day retreat with Retreat to Reclaim. And I will tell you, it is going to be epic. And if you are in the Detroit area, we've added a little fun slumber party add-on for deeper, more intimate connection. So if you are ready, I will have the website where you can check it out, learn all the things in our show notes, but it is something you are not going to want to miss. Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. And this week, Kanisha was talking about going to a baby shower. And Charmaine chimes in and says, I don't go to baby showers and you're not getting a gift from me until you've been married for 10 years, which sparked a whole conversation, which also led to a whole lot of good conversation. And Brooke coming back at her. It was, it was like just a really good conversation. And the reason she wasn't coming for me. Well, well, (laughs) you were coming for her um, in a nice way. But I think this is interesting. The only thing that I can think, because I'm going to let you guys take it over because you guys had such great commentary and back and forth with this, but I love, you know, what I've noticed is women don't share their pregnancies because they're afraid something's going to happen. And they don't share if someone they knows or other people they know have struggled with fertility, infertility, or have had something happen in that realm, or they don't share because society's like, you shouldn't share too early because if something happens and then they're left alone. So like, I feel all of these pieces where, you know, I know Brooke, We've talked about it too, about sharing sooner, but I, I want to first dive into, so that's like my experience. And so I loved hearing your perspective. Both of you talk about like, I honestly, Charmaine can't imagine not giving a gift when I'm invited to a wedding. No. <laughs> okay. Do you have to tell us more? Okay. So my husband and I have been together for two decades plus, and we have been to a lot of weddings. I give really cool ass gifts. And these people don't last past two years. Have you seen the episode of Seinfeld where the couple gets divorced? And they're like, okay, well, we gave it to the both of you. Like, can we get the gift 
back because now you're not together anymore. Can I, like, I've honestly thought about that. It's like, which means I wasn't giving it from the heart. I was just giving the gift, but that's not the point. The point is, it's like, y'all didn't even like go through the life of the gift. Like how the hell are y'all asking for these gifts? And you're not sure if you want to be married or not. So I don't go to weddings. I always tell people if you're trying to figure out who not to invite to reduce your list, it's me. I don't want to go. I'm not coming. <laughs> and I have told this to friends. I have told it to family. I'm not coming. So don't feel bad about not inviting me because I'm not coming. And it's not that I'm not happy that somebody's in love and they're getting married. It's just in this particular climate, people fall in love, it seems like every two seconds. And they don't put in the work. This is general. It doesn't seem like people want to put in the work. It's like, oh my God, this isn't working out. He's changed. I want to leave. And it's like, that's marriage, boo. Marriage is, you're going to change. He's going to change. And can you figure out how to come back to common ground? It's not, he's changed and now I have to leave. Now I get if somebody is being abusive or if Mm -hmm. you're talking about change and they're not doing anything, if you're trying to do the work and they're not engaging. But most of the people that we know that got divorced, they were... I shouldn't have gave no gift that I mean, that's the, that's the crux. The crux is I shouldn't have given a gift, but it has jaded my experience with weddings. I don't go. Mm-hmm. I don't go. It's just like, it's pointless. Let me know when you hit like five, 10 years and then I can celebrate with you. Like, you know, once you hit past the, like the second kid and your bodies have changed, like, let me know when you've hit some real <laughs> shit and then give me a call and I'll come celebrate you. I'm so 2024. Yeah. Exactly. 2024, I'll hit 15 years. I expect a gift, Charmaine. Let's get you that gift. What is the gift for 15? <laughs> oh, we just celebrated 15. Really? You know, you know, it's time to have some parties. As you are saying that, Charmaine, I'm like, you're the type of person that I would want at my wedding. Like the person that I would want to feel supported by to like root me on when marriage gets hard. And it's so ironic that you take yourself out of that. It's, Completely. It's interesting. Even with my baby showers, I only had one. I didn't see the point in having another one. Like, why would I have another baby shower? Like, like why? Mm-hmm. Why would I have I already had one? And I did have another one, but we waited six years in between. I didn't have my stuff anymore. I waited 10 years in between one. And for like my youngest son, I didn't have one. Like I can get what I want. So part of it is me being hyper independent. If I know I can buy what I want and I don't have to ask you, because what normally happens in my family and sometimes in my culture, you'll ask for the china or the the crystal bowl, or you'll ask, and I'm giving an example that is not what I was asking for in my registry, but you'll, you'll ask for a specific thing because that's what fits your home, and then they'll give you something else, and it's like <laughs> I could, I just could have got it myself. Give me the money, just please give me the money. Give, give me the money. Have you heard of like folks that don't go to the wedding and then I'm going to send Charmaine a bill because she didn't come to my wedding. I tell them right off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but do even when I think about that. If you could not afford to have me there, that is not my problem. <laughs> That's not my problem. Ain't nobody tell you to have a $20,000 wedding and you make $5,000 a year. That's not my fault. <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Y'all stop charging people for not coming to your wedding. Either you have the money to support the guest, because that's what we are, our guest, or you don't. Don't just have, don't have a big wedding then. That's so black and white, ain't it? That's how my brain works. I know it's not that easy. (laughs) So how do you feel about baby showers? 
pointless. But after talking to Brooke, it's like, oh my God, yeah. Because I went to my brother's baby shower. I almost didn't go. The only reason why I went was because it was in a different state and there was really not that much other family that was going to be there. And I wanted him to feel supported because that's my brother. Mm. And I get that. It's just with other people, it doesn't click for me. It doesn't click for me. And it used to be like, until we talked, Brooke, I'm like, well, what happens? Like if the baby doesn't make it, isn't it funny how we always go to this negative place? Like if the baby doesn't make it, like how horrible is that? Yeah. <laughs> Versus, well, and go ahead. Yeah. And you're, you're celebrating the mom at a baby shower too. And like a, you know, a, an amazing new chapter in her life. And doesn't she deserve to be celebrated? Like she can control the outcome right. of her pregnancy, you know, and thinking about baby showers, I'm sitting here going, okay. I'm trying to remember my whole cycle of baby showers, right? So I had a friend throw me a baby shower when I was in the process of adopting and I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. I was like, there is no baby. Like there's no baby. I feel like a fool. And she's like, it's only, I know. She's like, it's only going to be close friends and like immediate family, but you're going to get that phone call and you're going to need a lot of stuff. And I felt like the biggest moron. I was so uncomfortable. Mm. And literally two weeks later, we got a phone call and we, you know, were matched with Deacon. And so I was very thankful for that, but still felt it didn't feel like a real baby shower. I don't, I don't know. Like it, I I wasn't pregnant. Like it felt very odd to be getting a stroller when I was like, for some random baby out there one day. And then when I was pregnant with Sawyer, he had a life limiting diagnosis. We didn't have a baby shower. Obviously we weren't gonna have a baby shower for a baby. We weren't going to bring home, but I had my family in Michigan. They like just had like a Sunday, like afternoon. And they gave me like a massage gift certificate and like slippers to wear to the hospital, things that were kind of comfy and more about me. And then with justice, my mom was like, I can finally throw you a baby shower. Like you're pregnant and there is a baby that we know of. Not the deacon didn't deserve one, but it just, like I said, the timing was off and that was COVID. So we canceled mm-hmm. it because that was two weeks right after everything shut down. And so then with Indy, she was like, I'm, damn it, I'm throwing a shower and we're doing this. And I was like, this is like literally my fourth child. Like what I have things, like what are we doing? But I realized in that moment, being there, it was really healing for me too. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, you think about a baby shower, you think about your life in these kind of milestone markers and everything just kind of felt slightly off, right? Like having a shower, but not being played, like matched with a baby yet. And we didn't know how long it would be. And then losing a baby and then a pandemic. And it was just kind of like, oh. Like, this is what it feels like to get together with people that you love and just celebrate something happy. Like, don't, like, we we have so much shit in our lives. Like, don't we deserve to, like, throw a frivolous party and just have fun just because? Yeah. I get the flip side, though. Like, I definitely, like, you know, my best friend of however many years, a lot of years, (laughs) 20-something, and we have this conversation often because she'll text me another fucking pregnancy announcement. And I'm like, my heart breaks every time because like, as like knowing folks who have struggled with infertility and, or have lost children and can't have that spot 
to get to the next step. Like that has to, I can't imagine how hard that is when you're scrolling through social media and seeing pregnancy announcements or being invited to baby showers and not being able to experience like that to the level for yourself that you wanted to. I just, I can't imagine. That's but then there's hard. another piece to it. But then here's the other side to it. People feel like they can't celebrate their own joy or share their own joy because of other people's loss. And I think that's unfair. Mm -hmm. And the caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, my, we are pregnant with, I think it it would be Nolan. My sister-in-law had just, we hadn't announced it yet. My sister-in-law just lost a baby and I felt like I couldn't say anything because she had experienced this really traumatic loss. And I'm like, where do we find the space to be able to be empathetic to that and also be in our own joy? Because I do feel like a part of my excitement was taken away or dimmed or the experience of being pregnant with my son was not what I expected it to be because I was walking on eggshells for other people. That's like a fine line in between that, like you said, that empathy and, you know, just the braggadocious, but it's not even, I don't even think it's braggadocious. Like whenever you find out you're pregnant is I've never met a woman who has found out she was pregnant and was just like bragging. It wasn't from a space of bragging. It, It always seems to be from a space of joy. But even in that joy, like you said, Elizabeth, I feel like I'm bragging because I have something that somebody else doesn't have. This goes back to nice girl syndrome girls. Well, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like I had nine years of infertility. So I was that person that every time I felt like, God, something is in the water. Like every two weeks at that point, it was like mostly Facebook. Everyone's announcing on Facebook that they're pregnant. But I really appreciated the friends that kind of told me in private, right? Because they knew that depending on where I was at in my own journey, I could be totally ecstatic and like overjoyed. And maybe I'm also crying at the same time, you know, like being able to give me the space to have both emotions because anyone that told me they were pregnant, I was always excited for them. I never wanted anyone to experience what I was experiencing. And I didn't necessarily want to receive that news in a public setting. So I really appreciated that sensitivity, but I never wanted to dim anyone's light or make them feel like they couldn't enjoy what they were experiencing. And then also feeling that contradiction too of, you know, when you're in that infertility world for a while and you hear people complain about their pregnancy, you know, being really hard and you're just like, I would give anything to be puking every morning. And then I got pregnant and I was like, oh, I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. And just recognizing and giving people to have, like giving people the space to live in their truth. Right. So I can really long to be pregnant and she can really hate being pregnant. Like both things have to exist because then when I was pregnant, I was like, I can't complain about this. I can't say anything Mm. negative about this because I wanted it for so long. And then I was like, no, this sucks. Like growing a human in your body, like is not fun. It's not fun at all. Feels like the alien invasion. It does. (laughs) And it's so beautiful. It's really weird. Yeah. Especially like when you have sensory issues. I loved it. Like I've never wanted to, like, I felt kind of bad because I knew of people that had lost and I was like, like, I'll go, oh my God, I just said that. It's like, 
I cannot wait till this baby just drops out of me. Like, come on, like, let's get, and then you go, oh my God, like, I didn't like mean to say that. And they're like, oh no, it's fine. And then you feel like crap. Cause you're like, I just want to dump and go like. <laughs> dump and go. Dump and go. <laughs> okay. So I kind of want to go back to that. I think this is the hard part, right? It's if for me, it wasn't me expecting everyone to be happy or I'm trying to figure out the best wording for it. It was just like, where can we find in society the duality of it? And under, like you were saying, Brooke, right? Like you've been on both sides of it. Whereas I haven't been on the infertility side, but can also understand what it would not. I can't understand because I haven't been through it, but imagine what it would be like if I couldn't get pregnant. And also it's that piece where it's like, where do we find the space? Cause I hear it all the time, especially with Detroit mom, people are like, you know, why are you guys sharing stuff with women who are hate pregnancy or things like that? When there are women who are desperately desiring to be pregnant and can't be, it's like, but there has to be, like you said, space for both people, Uh, space for all three, because what about the folks who, who choose not to Yeah, choose not to like me? Yeah. Yeah. Or us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. So I think there's all of these spaces and I think it has to come from this place of understanding that her choice and her choice are so different and respecting that and being able to say, okay, I can't, you know, this is exciting for her while I can't get pregnant. This is really, really exciting and not shaming her for being excited because I've seen that too, where women get shamed because somebody can't go, you know, there are so many women out here, your friend or things like that. But I, I hear what you're saying, Brooke. And I think that's a great takeaway to make sure if you have friends that are experiencing infertility, that you're sharing with them prior to publicly sharing, maybe just that extra layer of or have the freaking conversation before of like, Hey, I know you're struggling with this and I'm trying to grow my family right now. If it happens, what's the best way to give you this news and really yeah. opening the door for those conversations. So you can live in harmony. Cause the other thing is I didn't want people to treat me like I was fragile either. And I didn't want to miss out on big moments in their life because they were fearful of how it was going to make me mm-hmm. feel. And then it just creates this disconnection in our relationship too. Right. So it's, I don't know. Like, I wish we would just be more like, that's really great for her. You know, like, that's just like, can we just adopt that mantra of whatever is happening in someone else's life and they're happy about it? Like, that's really cool. Good for you. You want to get married and it only lasts two months. I hope you enjoy those two months, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like we need to celebrate from removing self, right? So if I remove, like with my brother, I was able to remove myself and how I may have personally felt about something to celebrate with them and something that normally I wouldn't go to. Like, it would just be like, I'm just going to send a gift and deuces, like we good. But because I took myself out of it and said, okay, this is not about me. You know, he and his, his girlfriend are very happy. Ashley's, I don't call, they're, they parents now. So she's my sister in love. So they are very happy. They are excited about this birth. I'm supposed to be the auntie. Damn it. I should act like I'm excited too, regardless of what happened. Like it took me, it was so funny. My husband like chuckled at me for a couple of days because when he told me, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this information. Like what, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this information? You know? So it's taking self out. 
but it's also a way of self-protection, right? Yeah. You know, when, when we're like, oh yeah, don't tell me that you're pregnant until I know the baby's here. It's because we don't want to have to carry that weight of Mm. possible pain, right? Right. Whereas my situation with Sawyer, I chose to carry and I knew the only time I was going to get with him was pregnancy. So it's, you know, it's so, Mm. it's so hard. And I think everybody has a different experience with, I don't know, these are such tender subjects. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And also I, but I think I hate that women don't want to share early. You know, we're just told that one of our friends is going to have a baby and she's only, she's like, I'm only five weeks. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you were 20 weeks, whatever the case may be. I think that the thing is we, we, you said it, Brooke, like we don't want to burden other people Mm -hmm. because what if it doesn't last? What if something happens? And also we're meant to do this together and in community. So I would rather people know so I can be supported. And, you know, it's interesting because I was so excited to tell people when I was pregnant and that people like, Oh, don't tell people too soon. What if something yeah. happens? Wait till oh, you're you 12 weeks. Yeah. No, I will be safe. Your body. Tell when you want. It's your decision. But can we, anyone listening to this, if you're a mom and you're or you're pregnant or you're trying to have another baby or anything like that, like share as soon as possible. And also how exciting is that to have women excited for you for 38 weeks or 32 weeks or whatever the case may be cheering you on and supporting you. And I think that's the cool part is I wish too, we would have baby showers that were for moms, like stop giving stuff for babies. Why can't we (laughs) literally have baby showers that are supporting moms and giving moms gifts because we're the ones going through this. Like we can go get baby stuff secondhand. Or too, what if your wedding gift Charmaine was like a great marriage book or, Hey girl, you're going to need couples therapy. You got a session on me, you know, like what, what if we changed it instead of being China or a wine opener, whatever it is to more practical, useful things to help prolong that relationship. I could get with because I'm such an analytical, like practical thinker. Like for my brother's gift, I didn't give them baby clothes. Like what's the first thing that a mom, that a woman does when she finds out she's pregnant? She buys like 90 million pieces of baby clothes. So like, I knew that's not what they needed. So what do I do? Let's get some meals going. Cause there are going to be days where you're nursing and you don't feel like. Yes. That Um, sounds amazing. Right. Let me send like diapers on repeat. Right. Because this is stuff, you know, what about sending something that a massage for you? Because at some point you're going to need to get the out the house <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're going to need that release from just feeling like you're just there for feeding and burping like and maybe you want a prenatal massage because you're right need it now <laughs> but when I started like even for my because for my brother I had to find practical things and so when I'm able to find mm-hmm. a way that is practical like that's perfect I would go to a wedding then but like you said you would get like I know quite a few therapists I'm paying for their first three sessions like here you go like this is what they need foundation like that would make me go and celebrate like versus Mm -hmm. like you get this list and this all this stuff the most judgment I have are over people who are over 35 and they ask for things that both of them should have had by living on their own (laughs) I impart so much judgment on that I know I'm not supposed to but I'm like why are you asking for this because they need an upgrade because they bought their stuff from Walmart or the dollar store and they want something nice now. <laughs> not doing it no more. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> okay. 
I also think there's other pieces to this. I think there's a sense of entitlement for people of, you know, getting married and, and the expectation of what somebody should give for a wedding gift or a wedding shower. Like, let's talk about that. There's the wedding shower. Then there's the actual wedding. And then there's the baby and then the baby showers. And then there's this whole other category. The bachelorette party. Yeah. And then there's this whole other category. (laughs) Multiple. And But I think there's this whole other category. We have to have someone on here that has chosen not to get married, chosen not to have babies. Like, you know, I hear it from several women. They're like, well, what do I get celebrated? Like I've gone to everybody's baby showers, everybody's kids, first kid's birthday Birthday. party, all of these things. But I I don't know. I think there's this piece. But maybe we need to show up for those people in better ways, right? Of, hey, girl, you just got a massive promotion. Like, I'm going to throw you a dinner party. You know what I mean? Or you just bought your first house on your own. Like, let's do a housewarming party. I'm going to help you do. You know what I mean? Like, let's. I don't want to. What I don't want to say is let's take away those other things. The the wedding shower, the baby shower. I think especially in today's world, we need more reasons to celebrate and have joy and get together. So let's just find other ways that incorporate people that have made different life decisions. If they're not going to have children, if they want to be single, let's find ways to celebrate their accomplishments in their life because there is so much more to life than having a spouse and a child. I knew a girl that was single and child-free by choice, and she was always throwing herself something. It was either a birthday party or when she moved, she had a party for her house. Like she was always celebrating Like she was really good at celebrating herself. I should have been taking notes, but she was really good at celebrating herself. And there does need to be more space for celebration. You know, there does need to be, you know, that's one of the things that I even talk to moms about, like find out what you did good, start to celebrate yourself in these smaller moments so that you're more comfortable in these bigger moments to be celebrated. That's something I've even had to learn because I'm so analytical and I'm always going toward the goal. I forget to celebrate the milestones I made because I'm not at the goal yet. So why in the hell are we celebrating? We have to, (laughs) I have to start celebrating these milestones. And I think that baby shower was what opened that up for me. It was like, wait a minute, this is about me. I do that same thing. Well, but you bring up such a good point, Charmaine, that we, particularly as women, don't feel the freedom to celebrate our accomplishments. And I think that's why we we put so many eggs in the basket of baby showers and weddings because then it's like, Oh, well, I, I feel like this is society's like way I I can celebrate. It's acceptable, right? Yeah. Yes. I can. It's acceptable to have a baby shower. It's acceptable to have a bridal shower and I can feel celebrated in this way because as a society, this feels like a big monumental thing. Whereas, I mean, there aren't really promotion parties for women, right? There's not, you bought your first house for women, those types of things. You wrote your first book, you know, your podcast, podcast dropped. We don't feel the freedom to celebrate those in those ways. Let's make a pact. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? What are we celebrating? We're going to celebrate everything. Like I, we're going to have every reason to celebrate when somebody launches something or does something that they're excited about. What ways, you know, even for people listening, What ways can we normalize celebrating ourselves or sharing in a space that allows other people to celebrate us, Yeah, you know, really allows, because I think that's the thing is people think, oh my, I think it's so hard for women to receive in general. So 
in that capacity, right? You said it, Brooke, like it's normalized to have a baby shower or a sprinkle or a wedding shower or whatever the case may be, but celebrating a huge promotion or a podcast launch or a book drop or different things like that. It's really not. And how can we change that and be the change of that by starting mm-hmm. to celebrate people, whether it's sending a Starbucks gift card or, you know, shouting them out on Instagram, like a share or different things like that. How can we do a better job of showing up for women in our communities in order to really normalize that, like the celebration yeah. of those those moments within our lives versus it just being when it's something like a marriage or a baby you know, being born or something like that. Like how can we, you know, change that even within the four of us, you know, we all have really cool things going on. How can we celebrate one another in that capacity? That's what we need to do that. Yeah. I used to do all those things this year, right? (laughs) I used to be a part of this community like long, long time ago called women of work. And so every Wednesday Mm. they would you would celebrate like every Wednesday you had to celebrate a a woman in your life that like, and the challenge was to not only do it in the group, but also do it like on your public Facebook pages, like to celebrate somebody or even to send them like a letter or something to congratulate them. And I was doing it then, but then like when the group disbanded, it was like, Oh snap, I ain't celebrate. Like I haven't really celebrated other than a, you go girl, but like never really keep opening that space to yeah. hold space for someone else's joy. Yeah. Oh, that was they do something. Yeah, that's really good. You know, they do something similar at my current position because we're all remote. Like on Friday, they'll drop like a feel good Friday and everyone tell us something that's not work related that you've like done amazing about this week, like in celebrate that you want something that you want to celebrate this week. Like that sounds fun. Just like taking, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing, right? Like these job promotions or anything like that. Maybe you just got all your laundry caught up. <laughs> I don't know. What about, that sounds exciting. Act, like, <laughs> what about you made dinner every week, even if it was peanut butter and jelly? It was dinner. They yeah. ate. They're good. Congratulations. Like you did that. And we don't celebrate mm-hmm. ourselves enough. For that. Like what we consider to be the small, simple things that moms are supposed to do. We don't, celebrate that and I will say easier said than done <laughs> well I mean I think we've we've flexed that muscle with our kids though yeah. right so if we if we gave ourselves the attention that we give our kids like if we went and got ourselves a special treat or had a fancy dinner and like opened up a bottle of champagne because you know we rocked a work project like we do for our kids that oh my gosh, you read all these books and this amount of time and this is what I'm going to give you and here's this. And we can flex that muscle. We just don't do it for ourselves. Yeah. But here's the thing. We celebrate the shit out of our kids. Why does that not translate over as adults? Because it's shit we're supposed to be doing. That's the message I tell myself. I'm supposed to go to work every day. I am supposed to make sure my kids have something to eat. I am supposed to make sure, like, you know, it's these expectations versus it not being an expectation, it's actually a perk because when you think about being a parent, like all you got to do is not beat them and send them to school. Like, I mean, the, <laughs> the bar is set pretty low for legal parenting. Ah, I've missed you. That's kind of true. But the bar is set pretty low for legal parenting, right? And so, but we have all of these expectations based off of our ancestors, whoever they may be, aunts, uncles, grandma, um, 
Miss Judy down the street. Like we have all of these expectations that we carry with us based on either what we've seen or what we perceive that we've seen either from someone in our circle or on social media. Social media is the devil at making you think that Judy got a clean house when Judy actually got a housekeeper and a nanny. No shade to either one, but Judy is showing you a clean house and neatly organized things because she has external support. External support is great, but Judy not going to tell you she got this external support. She's going to give you three easy ways to organize your child's playroom based on something she saw her organizer do. Like, no oh shit. my gosh, I texted I texted everyone when I finally hired my cleaner a couple weeks ago. I'm I was so like funny. I was like I was like you guys, yo, I got a cleaner. <laughs> I was texted like in that like the in-laws and everybody. I was like, y'all, someone's cleaning my house right now. <laughs> I am chilling out. I yeah. wanted everyone to know too. Yeah, but I think that there's probably some secret black there still from it. I got tons yeah. of black for hiring a nanny. Mm-hmm. My mother's like, why would you need a nanny? Like you're a mom. You should like, this is yeah. your job. This is what you do. I'm tired. I'm stressed out. My husband works double over triple time. I need help. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do it. No, not unless I'm like, I'm, I might hurt somebody. I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I need help. I, you know, I love them. I don't want to hurt mm-hmm. them. And yeah. just for sometimes for family to get that and not either secretly or outwardly judge you. Yeah. Oh man, this is like a whole nother, I feel like layer upon layer. How is it that we always somehow take a conversation that's supposed to be, you guys, this week we were going to give you some lighthearted content to make you laugh because the conversation between Brooke and Charmaine was so funny when Charmaine was telling us that she doesn't give wedding gifts or go to the weddings. So the goal really was that. And here we are. Yeah. Bringing in some, some real (laughs) shit, some real unfiltered truths of life. And I think this is, you know, a conversation we have a lot is learning to celebrate women in general, not just for big milestones, but things that should be celebrated. And so your homework this week, and I love what you said, Charmaine, about like this Wednesday thing is maybe we can find, you know, something I love to do. I love celebrating other women is you know, maybe it's something we even do on social. Maybe it's something that we do within Detroit Mom on our personals. You know, I want to share an exercise that was pretty amazing that we did at our retreat was she had us go around and on a a postcard, um, this was at the mastermind retreat I was just in in Savannah, and you had to write what you loved about this person. So there was eight of us writing and, and, and people were crying and just so in so much gratitude that women had taken the time to write paragraphs about how this person made them feel. Mm-hmm. We don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. We don't send snail mail and say, you just make my life so much better. We don't share that with one another. We don't celebrate one another in that capacity. So maybe this is your reminder. So maybe this lighthearted turned serious, turned real conversation can actually turn into something really beautiful. Yeah. And you can celebrate one another or be celebrated. It's your opportunity also to receive. And I think as women, that's nearly impossible to receive. And the conversation when women were crying was like, it's so hard to receive these words because I'm sitting here like, did they make these up? But Mm -hmm. eight women shared very similar stories. They're not making them up. 
So I want you to remember that is one, receive, two, let's celebrate one another more and celebrate ourselves and not feel any shame or guilt. So ah, I think this is so good. Yeah, it's so good. So this is your homework, guys. And we're, we want to hear from you. So drop in our DMs. We want to hear your homework and what you did. Yeah, all the things. and Or tag us when you tag us at Detroit Mom when you go to celebrate another woman. Tag us so we can see it because we want to celebrate with you. And we're going to figure it out. We're going to brainstorm this, what we can do over on Detroit Mom to celebrate all of us, to continuously be showing up and celebrating each other, right? Like, how can we do that? And, and what does that get to look like? So thank you again. When you listen to this, the, the holidays are in full swing. And so here is so much gratitude. Here is a great episode for gratitude and sharing love and one another and what, what people mean to you, right? Tis the season. Until next week, we hope you have the most amazing rest of your day. And thank you again for being here with us. Bye. 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 Bye.